Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we welcome you inside this Wednesday. Sports Ethos, Sacramento Kings podcast. I got it right this time, Jill. <laughs> uh, Sam Comente here with you. Alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. We're a uh, day away from Thanksgiving for some football, some food, some family. But today, we're going we're gonna to tough it out, Jill, and talk a little bit about our Sacramento Kings. Uh, uh, not the most ideal start to the Alvin Gentry era. We're going to talk about that. Keys to the game tonight against a really hot Portland team. Uh, Jill's water cooler. A couple good things in the show today. Before we leave you guys for the weekend, we're not going to have a Friday show for the holidays, but we'll touch on that again uh, later on. But let's start with the Gentry game. Game one. First half, Joe, was great. That, that's been a common theme. It, it was exciting. They played way faster. They were going. And then the fourth quarter came around, and the Sacramento Kings forgot that they had to still play. And they yeah, got I outscored mean, receiving by a deals, Again, it was very uh, Jaeger-esque where he, uh, Gentry was running along the sideline yelling, yeah. run, run, run. Oh, go, and- go. I mean, and it wasn't even just Fox. It was like all of them. I think at the very end, like Harrison Barnes kind of like ran to the corner, like for a second, but like he had jogged up prior to that. Um, so it's like, again, you shouldn't be having to yell these things. At that. It's like, um, you know, I mean, and, and it's just sad too. listening to, I was listening to the Zach Lowe um, and then he had Kevin um, Arvinitz on today. And it was like, two guys that, I mean, they will make fun of the Kings. They'll be honest about it, make fun of them, but they actually genuinely want to see them turn it around. And they thought that they were, and they were talking about how much fun they had watching them a couple of years ago. And then it was like, you know, the air has been left out of, you know, everything. And then, you know, they talked about all the other um, external, you know, stuff and that um, any new people coming in have to deal with that, you don't necessarily have to deal with it at every other place. I mean, and, and not only are you dealing it with, I mean, they were talking about dealing with it at the top and then dealing about it with basketball operation, like with everywhere, like things that you don't normally have to deal with um, when you are, are, are taking over a place. And so it's just, we see the same old stuff, whether it be players, coaches, management, owner, like it's, it's just a never ending cycle. <laughs> No, <laughs> not it, great things, unfortunately for us. Yeah. A cycle of shit, if you will. Um, and it's always, you do something well and then boom, two steps back. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, even the first half to the second half is like that every game almost. Right. It seems like. Yeah. It, it's uh, you know, it's hard not to sound like a broken record and repeat ourselves when they just keep doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned the second half collapse because right before we hopped on, I saw a, a great tweet by John Wilson, who's a producer for NBC for the Kings. Great dude. Used to work with him uh, or I guess work literally for him. Uh, I would do all his dirty work for him at NBC. Uh, he said a, another bad King stat during this one and eight stretch, which I had forgotten that they're actually one and eight in these last nine games. It feels like it's even somehow worse, but they, uh, the worst second half point differentials in these last nine games across the NBA, the Rockets are number one. They're a horrible team. Their coaches on the hot seat. Now 
uh, at minus eight. The Kings are second at minus six. They're, they're, they're not, and this is no surprise to anybody, they're not showing up in the second half. So much so that they're being lumped with the Houston Rockets, who are a, a team that has like a bunch of rookies playing max minutes. The Kings are not that team. That's what people... That's why the excuses aren't, you can't keep saying you're young They're I mean, when three players are young, three players that are getting minutes are young, right? Right. Like, I mean, you can say the right, the end complete end of their bench is young. Sure. Of, of G league and second rounder, you know what I mean? Like that. Um, but they're not getting any kind of significant minutes. (laughs) Like there's three young guys that are, and. And that's it. And that's it. These guys have been in the league. Even De'Aaron, who's 23. Yes, is a young player. He's been in the league now for several years. Like for four I, years, we shouldn't have to be keep hearing the same thing of they just can't pick up the fundamentals of what we're trying to teach them. Right. Like, I mean, that's the thing is you've brought in two coaches, right? And they each tried to do something different. And so far, neither has worked. Like, and I'm fine with saying that each coach had their own issues. Like, no one's perfect. Everybody here is to blame. But at some point, like, you have to also admit that this group of pieces, like it can, it, it's never consistently worked. Sure. You can say we've seen stretches of it, but for four years we've seen stretches, but never consistency. So at what point do you just say, we might not just get consistency with this particular group? Yeah. And I, I, I'm very much believing that come December 15th, when people that have signed those new contracts can be traded, I think we're going to see a shakeup of this team, unless they just suddenly turn it around the next couple of weeks, which I, I don't believe that'll happen. Which, well, and you know what? But that's kind of the king's way here, right? That we see the bad, and then all of a sudden they'll go on a streak, and it's like, and then well, changes wait, the philosophy. Well, wait, yeah. this might be the one time, and we always hope going into the season, right? That this is going to be the one time that they figure it, it out. It stays, yeah. But then they wait too long, and then it doesn't figure it out. So it's, um, Buddy, yeah. I mean, he's going to have to make some hard decisions. Boxing, but he's getting paid the big money for it. So yes, um, but. If you keep making these promises and expectations, I don't even want to say promises, but expectations of this is what we're going for. I just don't know how you can stand pat. And again, I know other teams have to agree to take on, you know, talent. And if everyone here is saying the talent doesn't work, you know what I mean? Like you're also put in a corner because they know you're almost desperate too. You know what I mean? Because you're making these promises. So it's, I mean, there's, there's always been that, um, that factor. So it's, it's not going to be an easy feat, but if he can pull it off, kudos to him. Otherwise it's just, yeah. Box and Halliburton are untouchable. At least that's how they're maintaining things right now. That doesn't think surprise any Kings fan. Um, buddy though, Bagley Barnes, who I would never like to leave, but I think deserves so much better. And you might as well, if you keep sucking, sell high on him as high as you possibly can, because he's had you know, the best year for the Kings this season. Davion Mitchell, I, I don't think they're necessarily glued to the, you know, connected to long-term necess- if they if he can be thrown in for a good uh, return, as much as I was banging the, the desk, this literal desk that I'm using right now, for Davion Mitchell in the beginning of the season, uh, you know, things, things change quickly in the NBA. Uh, a couple positives, though, Jill, I wanted to throw out or just like kind of thinking glass half full mm-hmm. um, from everything that's been going wrong. You talk about how they, you know, and I, I guess I started mentioning first, but they, they weren't pushing the tempo and the envelope as much later in the game. They haven't been doing that that much this season. They've been trying to slow things down. So, yeah, I can understand in that first game of going, 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 like mass speed. As the game went along, they got tired. 
They did. It mm-hmm. sucks because you're an NBA player and you should be better conditioned, but that hasn't been their style for most of the year. If you're so, not ready for it. You can't just not, click exactly. it Exactly. Yeah. They're not totally ready for that yet. Fox on that clip that went kind of trending was where he was um, getting yelled at to go yeah. by Gentry and he didn't. I want to hope that Fox was just really tired and he just literally could not go at that exact moment. That's all I can hope for because at some point too, when you've lost yeah. eight of Urgency. nine, like you, you got it. Yes. To a, to a, no offense to the Sixers, but you were playing Missing all five it of was the starters benches and G leagues. And yep. these are, this is the team that you want to take to the playoffs. Like there's got to be some urgency. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, absolutely. And you can't just play one half of the court. We have too many guys showing up on one side of the court and not the other. And that's a consistent trend. You can't just bring it on one side of the ball. Yeah. Great. Is- Fox's numbers are trending up on offense, but his numbers are trending down on defense. Like and they're you not have winning to play both. And that's why I said at the beginning of the year, I'd rather have them score 15 and the Kings actually winning. Like we don't see anyone in this group ever like show up together. Like mm-hmm. you just don't get that. That, perfect that, yeah. like i mean Team i effort. guess you could say charlotte was maybe the closest that's to the it. only one um let's cling to that but everyone forever. was hitting shots too yeah i it's just kind of but funny it's and 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 monty's thing right now too is like the guys he was bringing in that was supposed to be your depth like aren't even making the court right like i mean we're hearing about rotation changes and stuff so maybe maybe terrence davis ends up going in but I did think it was interesting. Did you see how it was to me? It very much reminded me of Jaeger too. When, when buddy shot that bad transition three and Gentry pulled him right out. Um, But then he put him back in for the last three minutes of the game. But um, I did think that was a clear message. Like we're we're not doing that again. Like we got to be street basketball. You just have to read. Which buddy doesn't do very well. It's going on. Yeah. Um, you gotta take the book with the bad you know, like, and he's a good basketball player. Like, I mean, obviously, we're not saying like he doesn't know the game or anything, but you just see the mental mistakes. Um, and it ended up being a swing in the game. Like it's and so it's just one of those. Um, like to me, those are when you hear the my bad comments, like that was a my bad moment. Like, oh, yeah. oh shit, you know what I mean? Um, not that like he's the only one that makes them. Obviously, there are plenty of no. others that do. And um, they were, but that was, was one that specifically he got pulled for. And I can only assume because it's been talked about, right? Um, he was on fire though in the beginning. That was fun so, to see Buddy Heald. Yes, look like Buddy Heald. Look like the guy that we fell in love with. Um, I almost forgot for a second what my other optimism. And when he was. gets cold, we don't have any other like. No, and with no freaky Davis, Davis like we don't haven't. And so when he's hot at the beginning and then not like we don't have anybody that can overcome that, at least not Ramsey. We could maybe in in Halliburton, but he's being way too um, zero points. Halliburton inefficient and his frequency. And so I pulled up a number on um, cleaning the glass where like I'm always like, right, you want to be in the orange um, and not the blue and his. numbers for shooting frequency at compared to accuracy accuracy he's orange across which means right he's making them but his frequency blue which means low like low numbers and so his his shooting numbers that tells you where he is compared to other people in his position in the league that means if he's blue like he's in the bottom half of guys like 
shooting, right? And so that matches our eye test, like where we're always like, shoot more, like, what are you doing? But his accuracy is there. So that's why it's so frustrating that it's like, dude, you can make, like, you make these, shoot it, like, have that I confidence. trust him. Yeah. Um, and so, you know what I mean? Like second year, it's going to come, but those are things where I'm just like the eye touch is, you know, the eye test is matching the stats and it's like, we need, we need you. Yeah. Uh, we need that urgency from him. Yes. We need you to be because a little less team player. His outlier more stats were great. Unhealed. Right. Like your nine assists, all that stuff. Great. And he but was there one shoot, but we need you to shoot one plus or minus in the starting lineup was Tyrese Halliburton. Analytics yeah. always got his back. Uh, I, I remembered, I I had forgotten for a second what my other positive was and it was going to make me laugh. It's like, that's so (laughs) true in tune with what's happening right now. There's just, if there's something that's good, you forget about it immediately, but I did remember. So the last time Alvin Gentry was a head coach in new Orleans in 2019, the Pelicans without Zion, who was not able to hit the court for like pretty much the entire season, his rookie year, they were six and 22 Jill. That's how they started under Gentry six and 22. They flipped it around, went on several different winning streaks and ended uh, the normal season, I believe, because I don't think the the record in the bubble counted against the final record. I could be wrong. I forget how that whole system worked. But they they finished 30 and 42 was their last record. So they really turned the ship and were entering a huge game, if people remember, against the Kings in Sacramento. It was supposed to be a TNT game, the only one of the season for the Kings that year before the pandemic hit like that. That was the last game that they were about to play. Uh, so that's optimism in the sense that right now the Kings are six and 12, obviously 10 losses better than uh, that Gentry squad. And so he's shown that he can turn a team around. Do I think that's going to happen? No, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't see that massive turnaround coming, but we also didn't see it with Luke Walton when he started 0 and five in 2019 and then had losing streaks. Like we didn't think they had any hope. And then they made some minor trades. They got Baysmore, they got Len and things started to click. So I, I don't want to be the one to say this, but we do have to still be a little patient. It's 18 games. It's a new coach in, in, in the shoes now on the sideline. And we got to wait for McNair to, to make some moves. Yeah. My own, yeah. And really the only issue I had that with the game was had it been a full Sixers roster. Yeah. I would have no, no issues just because they're a better a team. team. Yeah. Um, But getting, I mean, a new coach to me should not make a a supposed playoff team when you're, you're playing against the jazz, you know, again, down to the, almost to the wire and somehow you can't beat when, when the coach even told you he's not changing the principles much right now, you know what I mean? Like that you were still going to be doing what you were doing. Um, there's to me, there's no excuse to lose to that level of you had no injuries. Your max guys are there. Like you should be able to handle business, but yeah, the Kings are, it's the Kings. So yeah, are currently and have been, uh, a team of losers. That's how I look at them. They are They're in the NBA, this core, if you will, of guys, all they've known is losing. Is that all their fault? No, obviously not. But that is problematic when you look at these guys, you just know they don't know how to win. They have no concept of it in the NBA. So in that essence, they are losers. And it's it's not good. I don't want losers, Jill. I want some I want some fucking winners. I want some more yeah. Tristan Thompsons who have you know, actually and, won. And, right. And and over the last two weeks, the offense and the defense are both ranked 
23 right now. Offense and defense are both at 23. So the teams that are currently above us and below us, you have Minnesota, who's six on offense, six in defense right now. And they are trending up, right? Yeah. So to me, and they are right above you. Um, Oklahoma City, they are 27th in offense, but 14th in defense. Ludor. So again, like they're... Their offense is, is sliding back again, but their defense is 14. So it's keeping them, you know, at least competitive, right? In games. Um, the Spurs, they're 20 and 22. So they're they're right around us. Um, Pelicans 25 and 21. So again, like you're not separating yourselves from these terrible bottom teams. teams. The West. Like you're right now, you can't say you're any better than them. Like you can't. Um so, and I don't see anybody like Minnesota's above them, but, and I think the Spurs are one directly, like one went above them, but, um, I don't, I don't see teams falling off unless there's an injury. So like, I mean, either you have to figure it out quick or you have to, to mix it up because, um, you've dug yourself in a hole again. And I just don't see who from up there right there, there can always be an injury. And I don't, you know, wish that on, um, anybody, obviously like Denver just had Jokic is out and they just lost bones. He has like a a high ankle sprain is in a boot. And then, um, PJ, uh, um, Dozier is just, um, his ACL they're feared. And he was like one of their best off the bench, um, total Swiss army knife type guy, offense, defense. Um, and so, they're they're going to be looking right at at, at possible uh, moves, yeah. and then with MPJ out, like they're a team that's where I can understand them losing because they've lost like five guys in the last week, right? Like that's an excuse to me. Like you know what I mean? You, I can see that what we're doing, like um, no, we're very so, healthy actually. And so if if you if you change course and throw in the towel, I mean, there's going to be teams that you know, are, yep. are going to need help. And that's, that's a team I would say, you know, that we know was interested in Harrison Barnes last year. So, um, yeah, not saying that, that anything's gonna, you know, happen, but if this team finally picks a lane at one point, um, you know, yeah. two last notes. Sure. About- I'd be frustrated. Cause I know it's, you know, it means another, um, you know, uh, more losing, but I can respect it that you at least finally picked a Sold lane and, and are going in, in that way, which has not been done in the 15 years. Like it's, it's, you're trying to, right now we're putting duct tape on everything. <laughs> and not even one, good duct tape either. One works. Like old um, duct tape. So just, just things to keep in mind that, uh, yeah. of, of uh, teams above us that, you know, what's going on is if, if we keep losing. Right. Um, rotation. I wanted to make a note of it. Cause that was the thing a lot of people were wanting to see. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Christina Warner tweeted like this meme of a guy staring very close at someone's face saying that's how yeah. she's going to be watching Gentry with his rotations. Very relatable. Cause I think we were all like, what's, yeah. what's he going to do? It was much more consistent. It wasn't just as clusterfuck. However, no Chemezi Metu completely out of the rotation. I'm not a fan of that. You know, I'm not Jill. I don't think he had done anything wrong and deserved that. As a matter of fact, I think he's one of the guys that constantly brings the juice yeah. and the energy. Well, that and you know, team. they told him they were going to give him that five game audition. Yeah. Well, that was Luke said that. Yeah. Uh, I don't well, I, if he's not going away from anything, then then what yeah, was said um, true was Luke's uh, idea. Nobody I else's. very much just see it as a am going to go back to what it was game one that worked mm-hmm. and see if. Yeah, Matthew should play above Marvin anything. Bagley. That's I, I have 
I don't think there should be any, you know, consideration between that. That's just me from what I've seen from them this year. One's going to be here and one's not. Right. And one actually gives a shit about playing and the other one doesn't. And then the other thing is I'm slowly, slowly, slowly liking Alex Len a little less. And I'd much rather see Damian Jones play. He is just so much more effective. I feel like around the bucket, he's way more bouncy and athletic. He, if you talk about pace, he's way better at picking up with this pace than Alex Len is. Uh, tell he's me I'm had wrong. A good minute. So, I mean, if you're going to try everybody else, I don't yeah. know why you I wouldn't keep, try I him. I keep you saying I mean? until like, it happens. Yeah. Len missed like five close range shots in his first stint on the court in that game on, uh, on Monday. It was, he was getting to the line because he got fouled instead of making the buckets, but then not making any of the free throws. So I'm like, okay, this is all a wash. None of this is work. Like none of this matters. You got to finish that dunk and then get fouled. To try to make the free. Throw. I will say I was happy. I actually went to him this time though. Yeah. Um, that and Thompson was, came in that to play progress, good minutes but, too. but that was, but see, that was kind of our thing is it was like, you don't just only have to play one. It's like right. you could piece them in. And then so it Depending was like, on it. Finally, yeah. I just, <laughs> so I appreciated that, that you, yes. what we showed that you could, you know, yeah. no rules, them out. Yeah. no rules against, against playing, you know, one, one game and the other has to sit the whole game. You decide you're the coach. I think sometimes Luke Walton forgot. Like you get to decide this. Uh, yeah, that's we'll we'll stop there about the the Sixers game. Fourth quarter collapse. Um, and then I, I quickly mentioned it earlier, but Halliburton didn't score. You were talking about his lack of aggression. That's gonna always hurt the Kings. I don't know how many games the Kings could win if Halliburton doesn't score. They're just I don't care what the other stats are. If he doesn't mm-hmm. put yeah. his points together, it's gonna be tough. Shifting to the Blazers tonight's game. Last game at home uh, before they head back out on the road. The Blazers are good, Jazz or Jill. They uh, they found their they found their rhythm. They're ten and eight. They won just last night against the banged up Denver Nuggets by nineteen points. They're seven and three in their last ten games. And then something that surprised me as I was looking at their stats, they're now in the top fifteen in every major category: offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, steals, blocks, uh, offensive rating. Like they've climbed to the upper echelon, upper half of the NBA after just being, you know, at the bottom of the well, not that long ago. McCollum's clicking. He's going off. Damian Lillard's finding his groove. Their bench has two very young, talented players that are starting to contribute. Nasir Little, second year small forward. Um, And then Anthony Simons, who's always had a ton of upside, but just has been really raw. He's been given a little bit more keys, uh, a little more leash from the former point guard, Chauncey Billups. So all that's been to healthy say, too, which is nice to see. Yes. All that to say is he, he has shown good. he's that spark off the bench yep. for them. And he's um, uber talented. And what, and he's, I don't even want to say streaky, but it's like, cause he, he does other things well, but like when he hits that groove, like it's fun mm-hmm. to watch. And it takes pressure off Lillard as crazy as that is mm-hmm. to say, uh, yep. it, it does. And McCollum playing really well, obviously helps. We get to see Kings legend, uh, Ben Macklemore tonight as well. Can't wait for that. But this is not an easier game, Jill. I mean, you just lost to a team without their starting, their whole starting lineup from last year. Now you're playing a team that's banging on all cylinders. The only upside Who wasn't you clicking, have, who's now clicking. Yeah, get the, go figure. Uh, what a concept. Uh, the only positive, only thing going in the Kings' way here is that it's a back-to-back for the Blazers, and they're traveling. That doesn't matter, though. They showed that when they played Toronto last Friday at the game I was at. That was a back-to-back for Toronto. Toronto looked like they had had a two weeks off. Yep. So yeah. that means nothing. What can the Kings do in this second game under Alvin Gentry? Keys in this game, Jill, to just get an effing win. Everyone's got to show up. 
do and do their job. I mean, like it shouldn't even be as simple as that, but it's like, um, do what you're supposed to do to do. And you should at least be in the game. I mean, at this point, like it's sad that I'm even asking, like, but if you come out and played like you played last game, then you're not going to be in the game. Just right. like the last, what, in the last week or two, like they've been blown out and having to come back from um, some significant uh, deficits. So <sighs> throw, throw the first punch, man. Like we, you know, something that keep we saying keep it. saying over and over, like sh- set the damn tone. Show me <laughs> that you can do it. Show us that you can do it. Yeah. Um. Have some pride. Like. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, as much as you're getting, you know, you're getting paid to play basketball. Like, and I know a kid's I mean, game. And I know for for some of these young ones, you know, like Tyrese said this last year, right? Like, he's trying to figure out. Like, he's never lost before. <laughs> so, like last year, he said, like, I have, like, I'm trying to learn what I can do to, to to figure this out. But, um, you know, and and similar this year, like, but we need them. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we need them. It's, uh, and if you can run, there you go. It needs to, I mean, that needs to be the theme. And the simple thing is they're still, and I'll say this, um, they are at least prior to last game, they were 16th in the league in turnovers. Right. So they were in the middle of the league, um, in, in turnovers, but um, I think it was 28th in allowing those turnovers to become points for, for another team. So it was like when they're doing it, it's, is killing them. Like points off turnovers is, is a thing like there. And so there's, there's turnovers and then there's turnovers that hurt you. Right. I mean, every team, like no team's going to be perfect, but it's when and how, you make the turnovers and how they've been doing it has been like where if you're half, like, I mean, cause some of them were pretty, like they were at, I don't know. Um, I think it was like 13 a game. And like the worst was like almost 20, like there's a big difference. Right. Um, but when you drop all the way like that from average to bottom of the league and, and allowing those points to, to hurt you, you're hurting yourself. Like, again, stop hurting yourselves. Right. Um, they're really good at hurting themselves right now. That's so, I mean, protect the ball, right? Like the less you can do to give them an advantage. I think we could, I think we can say that the keys until we start seeing, you know, more like it's the same keys, like, and it's it's, having to say the same thing over and over, like, but it's the little things. That's what I'm trying to, that's how I would look at it. The fundamentals of basketball. Also, the fundamentals of caring. Great movie. But that's almost what we're getting to here. Just let's get to the fundamentals of what you should care most about in basketball. Holding on to the basketball, making good passes, playing consistent defense, uh, start to finish, give your best effort. And I'm hoping that, you know, second go around now of playing at this rapid pace, because Gentry wants to be top three, if not number one in pace, that they can go a little farther into the game and, and, and sustain it. It also falls a little bit on gentry because you need to be better at staggering these guys and maybe stretching the bench because if you want to move that fast you have to be realistic and remember okay i can't i can't have an eight-man rotation it's got they're gonna burn out so you have to go maybe 10 deep which i think they went 10 deep last game or nine um they went farther than walton had been going yeah again you you can you can stretch these guys out a little bit you can put damian jones in for five minutes 
just to run up and down the court. Like that, that's not, that's allowed. It's legal in the game of basketball. And I don't know why I'm saying this to Gentry because he hasn't shown, you know, or unwillingness to do that. It's been one game, but it is frustrating. You have the guys on the bench. You want to go and move, use them, utilize what you have. I just hate that we're always adjusting to other teams' rosters instead of other teams' rosters adjusting. Yeah, well, do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's always, step. I mean, that's always frustrating to me. And kudos Even when to- you say that you're at the beginning of the year when you're good and like, this is what we're doing. Like, but then you went right back to like, oh, I guess we aren't. So now we're going to have to change it around again. <laughs> Always. Uh, kudos to Gentry for his postgame presser. I've missed the passion in yeah. a postgame presser that Luke Walton never had. Always said the same. Uh, it was very Malone-esque. Starting- I'll say that. Yes. And even Jaeger to yes, like, and, Jaeger and I mean like Malone's not even necessarily, he did it with us, but like, if you ever listen to what he says and like now, the Denver, yeah. like he calls his guy, I mean, it's yeah. you're all fair game, but yeah. you put the product on the court and they respect it. Like, yep. I mean, it's, you know, there's he a said, respect thing there. I don't care about the Jersey, the name on the back of the Jersey. I just want you to compete. Cliche, super cliche coaching line there. Walton had never well, said that. And, and we go back to what did Rico say? Do you mm. remember that? What I told you make uh, me trust you. Okay. So I'm not, like so you're days. not going to cost me my job essentially. Right. Yeah. Make me trust, show up, do what you're supposed to make me trust you because I'm putting you in and you're reflected on me. Like, yeah, as absolutely. a coach, it, it's like, uh, it's like, and Aaron, I don't blame any coach for ever saying that. Cause it's true. They, it's like, they're always the ones that get, um, they get it. Not that we can relate to this, but it is like parenting. I remember when I would be getting in trouble in school and when I was younger and my parents would always say <laughs> at some point, be like, you reflect us. Like you're our <laughs> child. We raised you and you're acting like a shit. Like, don't do that. Like almost like, don't do that to us. At least yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. Like as a coach, it's like you, we were, you're reflecting what we've been showing you and you're showing me garbage right now. So that makes me look like garbage. And he's fighting for, you know, for his I shot. For my damn life. I mean, all those guys are fighting for their, for their shot. Everyone on that bench, right. Is. You hope so. You hope they have that mentality yeah. at least. We oh, don't no, no, see I mean, coaching, coaching. Oh, yeah, I'm I sorry. mean, that's what I'm saying. Like from their the perspective, player. everyone yeah. there is fight. I mean, they all are contracted through next year. Right. Christy's and probably hanging. And it's, it's rare that, um, coaches go any coach right goes in to that like hot seat year usually your hot seat year it is the year before yeah. um your uh contract is set to expire uh most of them always try and you know either part you either accept it like i'm not going to go in and and be the scapegoat or get you know fired halfway through the season type thing um they want the extension the assurances that kind of stuff and so the same with gentry fought you know like I mean, we've been told that he fought to get the, the not the interim tag on it because he wanted these two years. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and the way he's going to get it, as they said, is not the play in, but if you make the playoffs. And so um, we do have confirmation about that. That's what I, Amick said. Okay. I mean, and, and then I Ham, I Ham alluded to that. Sure. Um, was that they don't believe it was a play in scenario. It was a, if, if you get us to the actual playoffs, we'll let you finish um, out your contract and be the coach so. next year. Okay. Motivation I mean, just for because him. you could yeah. finish 10 and not be significantly better. Right. right. And like that play no, scenario. Fair. And it's not, um, I think it was like, like we need to, to see it. Not that he wouldn't get a shot to interview or anything like that, but I think it was like, if yeah. we see that significant improvement, then, um, 
it's, it's fair. It's like open, you know, conversation at that point, I guess. So yeah, we'll be- see if that changes, but that's what they've alluded to so far. So that's what we're going off of. I hope they're just consistent with whatever they told them. Um, so sure. we're going to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to end with the Joe's water cooler before we get to that. We are going to talk a little bit about buddy, the Kings next two games just to wrap up, talk about the, uh, the team as a whole Portland tonight, Thanksgiving off. They get to spend with their families. That's nice. Actually, no, they get to travel. Um, oh, I actually, I guess I don't know their travel schedule because they're just going to LA, Jill. They're playing the Lakers uh, on Friday, so they might be able to have you know family time tomorrow and then fly out Thursday night. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That would make yeah. sense. And then Sunday, oof, the Sunday three o'clock game uh, in Memphis, and then they come right back home. Uh, the dagger you know, day game. <laughs> I mean, it, that's five o'clock in Memphis. Three o'clock our time, but I, yeah. If you want to show you've made a turnaround, winning a day game, winning day game, you might convince some people winning a day game. It's a short two game roadie <laughs> back home for one game, and then back on the road to play the Clippers, and then back home to play the Clippers. They got a weird schedule coming up, uh, but none of it matters. You got to take it day by day, stack days, as Rico Hines would say. Get a win tonight. Uh, okay, so Buddy Healed, he recently switched agents. Uh, we never talked about that in the show, I don't think, but that was something he did kind of behind the scenes. He he, he switched his representation. To and then, uh, someone who he used to work with who worked under Rob Palenka when he used to be represented by Rob. So Right, yeah. before Rob was the general manager of the Lakers. Who, yeah. who, buddy, so he went almost... back to someone he was obviously comfortable with. Sure. Uh, and then the video that has been making some headwaves. Uh, yeah, I know Sixers media loved it. I mean, Sixers we put media it up too because I noticed it. He ate it up. Um, but well, I mean, Doc- because he talked and then put the jersey up. I mean, right. I think had you not put the jersey up, it probably would have well, been we're a talking thing, about but, if you haven't seen it, it's Buddy Heald. Pulling right, it up, yeah. Right before the end of the game, the game was over. They were up by eight. It was like 50 seconds left. Buddy Heald got shown on the camera, pulling up his jersey and saying something to Doc Rivers, who they were, they were talking and he was kind of laughing and then he leaned in and pulled the jersey over his mouth so you couldn't read his lips. Yeah. And then Doc Rivers smiled, uh, looked at him. I think it looked like I'm not good at reading lips. I will admit, but it looked like he said something along the lines like, I appreciate that or something um, like he was. It, lo- it was looked like he was flattered. Doc Rivers. <laughs> Jill, is there anything is Buddy saying, help me get me the fuck out of here? I mean, do you think he would? Uh... I don't think anybody would be shocked if it was. Uh, I'd right. love to play for you or. Like, I think that was probably what I it mean, was. Um, it was something we about were Doc close, Rivers coaching. Weren't we, or something. I mean, because, again, we don't know what kind of deals have been talked about, too. I mean, it could have been something for all we know of. Man, that was close. Or like, you know, I mean, like there could be there's so many different. Um, but Doc laughed about it. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever it was and, and was laughing. And then. I mean, um, and the same thing too, like doc went post game and, and talked to, um, talked to Fox and, and, you know, and they shared a hug after. And to me, I, I was more like, he's probably like, I know what you can do, like go out there and do it. Like there's respecting, you know, there too, that, um, that one looked like, a keep, game keep the head up, game. like, keep the head up, like, mm-hmm. um, Keep, keep going. You got this type thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it, a respect thing coming from a, you know, someone who's had to run the team. So, um, yeah. And I didn't see many people talk about that one. It was only the buddy one. Of course. So. That was all because it was on the court. Uh, yeah. I, but, I do. 
agree with you. Yeah. I think it was Buddy saying, "Hey, man, I, I respect the hell out of you as a coach. I, you know, I hope I can play for you someday or something." And that's why he, yeah, Doc smiles at first because he thinks that's obviously a great compliment, and then says, "I appreciate." You and saying. I want to say something like that happened before. So I mean, again, it I feel like that's not a crazy like, thing. Yeah, um, yeah, especially for a guy. I mean, I know go- we all laugh about it now, and like, like I said, Sixers. Um, their Sixers media and Twitter had a, had a field day on They do that about everything. Um, Getting their jokes off. But in the same sense, it makes me laugh because they are all saying they don't want Buddy. And then they're like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, Buddy said he wants to come. Ha ha ha. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, they don't, don't, don't think Philadelphia media ever is sensical about anything. Um, Buddy is allowed to do it. I will say this before we go to the water cooler. If anyone on the, if it was like De'Aaron Fox, I was doing that. I'd be a little suspicious and weirded out. What more? I don't. No one talked about the. I don't know if you saw this. So like keeping in the lines of Buddy though, and something is. Did anyone see him walking um, down the tunnel after the game? Like they showed uh, Fox and like Doc talking and other people. You know what I mean? Like hugging it out and doing all that. And then they showed the players. um, And then they showed Fox walking back into the tunnel and then they showed him from his back walking in and then they went to the inside shot and it looked like buddy was like swearing it up like here was another one type thing like which is what people have said they want to see right players be pissed mm-hmm. oh, like, I did, to yeah. me, that was that was the first one i saw where he actually looked like no that's good mad. i didn't I mean, see that so um just you know was- throwing that out there like Showing like um, some, he cares. some wait to show right till they get the tunnel and then they um do something. But I, I know I did hear someone, I think it was on uh D-Lo and Casey. Someone was like, we haven't heard any stories of like people kicking trash cans or like, you yeah, know, that. Throwing so shit. I did happen to notice that because I rewound it and I was like, oh, and it looked like, I mean, he like had the hands up and was going. So I was like, okay, well, all right. cares. No, I was gonna say if anyone's allowed to be upset or not be upset to, uh, well, yeah, I guess be upset, but um, to show some love to another coach and do something like that. It's the guy that the Kings technically already traded and then had to take back and who has been openly unhappy from both. I mean, like I, I'm not insulted by Buddy Hield. If he did say something like, you know, I'd love to play for you. Buddy Hield's, I think, entitled to say that to uh, to a different coach, considering the turmoil, the roller coaster he's been on with the Kings. I don't hold that yeah. against him uh, at any at any in any way because he still comes yeah. out and he plays. Oh, and, though- and that's the thing is like, I don't ever doubt that these guys want to win or that buddy wants to win. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never, um, I mean, these, these guys don't want to keep being a joke. Like they don't, I mean, they, they want their value to be perceived as something, you know what I mean? Like sure. it's, um, they work to get that money and sometimes players just, it, it, just doesn't fit like and then you go see them on and be great somewhere else like yep. we see not it sacramento. all the time in the league it's not just sacramento happens a lot here but it's not um mm-hmm. yes it's not just here but um like yeah it's just a, you know and my thing is like i'm loving yes i love all of tristan's comments like you know all well said all this stuff but i'm actually wondering if they're falling on Deaf ears to players because it's not like this is a guy that's going out and putting up 30 points and then yelling at the rest of the team. Like interesting. And I you think know, about like that. I don't know. Like I know there's a respect factor there, but I'm also wondering, like there would be more to me impactful if it was coming from a guy who's actually Aaron Fox doing more. Do you, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but Udonis Haslam um, does so, that for the heat. You know, and he seems to have a lot but of, he respect. had a history of that on that same team. That's right. And team. earn like, 
rings, all this stuff. Like this is a new guy who was brought in. And I just, again, I appreciate everything he's saying, but I'm also wondering if it's like, we haven't seen any kind of change. Like, I don't know. I'm just, it's just a curious, I mean, something to where I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, yeah, okay, buddy. I mean, we saw them do the same thing yeah. with how many different players: Ariza, Kojo. Yeah. Get, get like, to the clubs, dude. Shump was really the only one that seemed to kind of have any kind of impact you know, yeah. to where and they. And it's so weird because they lost them, and it was like their first interview after was like complete deflation. And it, to yeah. me, it's like if you need that, like you're making twenty million. You like, do you really need that to pump you up? Right. Well, that Shumper trade will always make no sense. They didn't trade him for anything. Um, there was no reason for, for Vlade no, to and do it, that. Well, it was, uh, Alec Bur- like from a chemistry perspective, I didn't get it from a, if you were getting the Alec Burks, you would have gotten who was killing it in Cleveland and who has now gone on to do that in New York. I can understand it. Cause you were getting a guy that was putting up like 14 off the bench. Like it was production. Um, and he came here and he couldn't hit any like again it was like someone comes here and all of a sudden they forget how to play so yeah. i i the chemistry perspective i don't get it but like i get the gamble on this guy's actually like putting it up right sure. and sure. elsewhere um so it and it didn't work out and and to me that was the first time i realized chemistry matters the extra stuff that these guys needed to sure to go, which I always hope that they would grow out of. Right. But we're seeing another GM bring in the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. hoping to to pump it up. And it's right. so it's Gold twice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, talent can only take you so far. All right. Uh, less depressing topic now. Something that I always look forward to. A Jill, a Jill's water cooler. Because uh, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna do a show on Friday. Jill and I are gonna enjoy our post Thanksgiving, hanging out with families, doing whatever, setting up Christmas decorations. We're also would be hard for us, I think, to find someone to come and join us on Friday um, when we usually have guests. So get an early Jill's water cooler today, day before Thanksgiving. I don't know any context about this one today. Yeah. Jill, and this I, is one I actually I like kind it. of forgot of and okay. forgot about. And I'm not sure if if you know about it or if you forgot about it. But um, I was I was looking up um, like the craziest uh, locker room, like moments or incidents and it was the time that uh, J.R. Smith threw a bowl of soup at his coach, um, Damon Jones. Oh, I don't, I don't remember hearing this. Okay. Um, so J.R. Smith was once suspended for throwing soup at then Cleveland Cavaliers assistant coach Damon Jones. Neither side has ever dished on the details of the March 2018 incident until now. And even then, like, so Damon Jones went on Jalen and Jacoby at the time and he kind of gave info, but like not a whole lot. They still both refused to ever like say what it was about. So, you know, I mean, I guess there's kind of a respect factor there. So, um, uh, it was like, yeah, they, they didn't, say, all he says is that, um, first thing I thought, so the, they called it soup gate. And not only did he make it clear that the soup was hot as hell, but he revealed the guard through both the soup and the bowl. Huh. So, but they never actually said what the soup was. Yeah. So it was the first bowl out of the pot. So it was hot as hell. Joan says it went everywhere. I was standing up. It hit me in the shoulder, the arm everywhere, hit the wall. It was a mess. All I remember was the soup was on my arm and it was hot as hell. 
Jones noted that um, he and Smith did not say a single word to each other following that incident for three months. So this is a team going for a championship. Two of them, coach and player, not said a word for three months. He says, it's okay now because I moved on. Um, Smith declined to go into the details um, of it. They've since talked then. They've hashed it out. He said that. Um, Over soup, probably. Yeah, but so he was suspended, yeah, for for throwing soup, but um, yeah. So I'm saying they so hashed out over a bowl of soup. That would be oh, funny. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess he's lucky in that sense that he didn't like uh, get any get any burns yeah. um, or anything like that, but. Um, he could, yeah. The yeah, whole bowl. So that one, that one got me. And then the other one was, have you heard, um, this was the other one, was um, Amari um, Stoudemire. Uh, we were talking about people being pissed and showing, you know, energy or mad yeah. after losing, but he got in a fight with the fire extinguisher post game. And the fire extinguisher probably won that battle. So <clears throat> losing isn't easy. And after the New York Knicks went down 2-0 to the Miami Heat in the first round of the 2012 playoffs, Mari Stoudemire took out his frustration by punching a fire extinguisher sitting behind glass in the locker room. Oh um, Stoudemire ended up um, coming out of the locker room and his hand was taped and then he had a, a sling on. So he's coming out media. It's like, wait, yeah, what, happened? what just happened? Um, so he ended up cutting up his hand, requires stitches, forcing him to miss game three of the series. Um, when he fouled, he ended up coming back. And when he fouled out of game five, Miami's PA announcer said that he had been extinguished. Oh, a clever nice. pun to coincide with the heat winning the series. I love the heat PA announcer. That guy's a legend. Two minutes. Dos. That's uh, those are both pretty. And those are two yeah. historically animated, interesting guys in NBA history. Jared Smith, for sure. The, the meme that'll live forever from when LeBron was trying to point him the right direction in the shot uh, against the Warriors. If you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Um, and and then, yeah, you know, the Gilbert arenas one too, right? He got shot. Didn't he have, I mean, they had a gun. Is that, are you talk about that one? The one in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where both players pulled the gun on each right, other. Both players. Okay. Did. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to go there, but I was like, eh, like a, a lot Texas of people standoff. know that one, or at least have kind of at least mm -hmm. heard it, but might not know too much of the details, but they were betting each other. And, uh, it was said too that they weren't getting along in a, and Gilbert the had other been guy? like hiding some guns. Uh, Critterin, I think was oh, his yeah. name. Javaris Crittenden. Javaris. Mm-hmm. And so it was a card game gone wrong. And, uh, but the teammates at the time, right, the were expecting it. All of a sudden they're playing cards and then they get in a disagreement and both players, you know, wow. point at each other. But they, they're still saying they have no idea if they were loaded or not. You know, that's never really. They were both charged, obviously, with violating gun laws. Um, and both players were suspended and really kind of didn't, um, you know, kind of had that target. Right. So to, so to say on them. Um, but the, the guys in the locker room had no idea. And so that created a whole, yeah. a whole thing, but um, yeah, I, I, a, I recommend going and looking that up, but I wasn't really going to get into no, that just because yeah. most people know it, but mainstream. Um, I didn't actually know it was like regarding a card game, but um, <laughs> makes it like, I don't know. I random. Don't know if, yeah, yeah. I want to say funnier, um, but like, cause it like this but, mob undertone, uh, like a scene yeah. in a mafia movie. Um, 
Thank you, Jill, as always, for the Jill's Water Cooler. And I think that's another great reminder, as we like to say, that things could always get worse. Just remember, guys, Kings fans, the team is sucking. They're, they're lost a lot of games. They're kind of falling apart. However, no one yet, knock on wood, has pulled guns on each other, punched a fire extinguisher, or, or thrown soup thrown, at a coach. Thrown, <laughs> thrown soup at Rico Hines. So hot soup, hot soup hot, at a coach. I'm going to say chicken noodle soup uh, or tomato bisque. You know, those, I don't know, my mind immediately went to chicken noodle naturally first. And then I was like, mm, maybe tomato. Uh, I really wish that the, the kind of soup would be revealed. That would just make the story, add another layer to the story. But yeah, thank you, Jill. I know. I'll keep looking. I'll let you know. I, that would be, it, I mean, but, if, um, I don't know. I'm, yeah, obviously kidding. I don't know why they would yeah. say it, but it just would make it fun. I just think. imagine like a, a chicken noodle soup. I do. Or like a, a potato, you Ooh. know, like a Like I guess the content of the soup, soup or something. Yeah. would matter if it's hitting them. If it's got something like chunky in it, you can add a little like extra. Yeah. Meat, well, it, or that's like more, um, you know, hot. it's not like it's something like uh, noodles would just kind of hit you and fall. But like right. if it's um, like potato and it's like, yeah, you know, just sticks, like that's hot. Carrots. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. know. That's yeah, so we, yeah. We, we spun that into something. <laughs> that's impressive because that was going nowhere with But that. yeah, they're both okay now, but the, yeah, there was a whole bowl and all. And JR is now busy getting his college degree, so good for JR Smith. And playing golf, right? On and playing golf. golf. That's yeah, right. See, I it worked out for both. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's terrific. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, we won't be doing anything on Friday. We, watch, uh, we want to enjoy our day after thanksgiving we hope you guys all do too set up the christmas decorations uh eat a lot of good leftovers and tomorrow just have a great thanksgiving and go raiders as i'm as i'm thinking about it i, I last time i said go raiders i think they actually won i haven't done it in a couple weeks so i think it's my fault jill that they've been losing so go raiders go beat the cowboys i would love to see that and enjoy your thanksgiving guys it's later dudes <laughs>